0: Hello and welcome to episode, I don't know, of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. We're back for yet another year. They said it couldn't be done. They said he was done. They said he was finished. They said he couldn't cop the stress and the pressure of recording a half-hour <laughs> podcast every week. And when I say they, I mean me. I mean the thoughts in my head when I my head hits the pillow... All, all of the anxieties that come bubbling up as soon as I get even slightly self-reflective. It's not great. But here I am. I've defied myself yet again. What would I know? If, if I think I know what I'm going to do, I'm an idiot. Uh, it's, it's fantastic to be here. Show some respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. The only podcast in the world recorded by a straight white man with very few other credentials. It's a podcast... By straight white white man for a straight white man, um, that is the the extent of my listenership so far. Thank you for listening in, Tim. But uh, look, if anyone else happens to be tuning in, I hope you can I hope you can relate. I hope you can relate to my privileged, unperturbed life, where my only true enemy, the only uh, encumbrance, man. I think I'm good with words, but sometimes I I, I, I surprise myself. The only what am I trying to say here? Barrier? In, I I went for in 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 inconvenience. Is that what I'm going for? This is a bad stout. The only inconveniences that I suffer are, are purely self inflicted. Nothing cultural. No no societal barriers whatsoever. The sky is the limit. No glass ceiling here. Um, which is uh, the the best place to be. We've got a fantastic episode for you today. And again, when I say we, I mean me. Um. It's going to, we, we got We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. New Year's resolutions, what goals you got for 2023? I got a few because it was weird. As we know, doesn't matter how good 2022 was. My word, this is no good. Doesn't matter how good. There we are. Doesn't matter how good 2022 was. Could always be better. You should be doing better. I got myself a goals journal, which was uh, confronting. Uh, I, I have to bite my tongue every time I open that. Picture yourself in five years. Where are you? Who are you with? How do you feel? Oh, I swear to God, if I didn't pay $50 for this, I would throw it against the wall. <clears throat> what else we got? We got to talk about, I, I went on a couple of big flights, went on a couple of big flights over the break. And uh, as we all know, when someone goes on a big flight, you got to ask two questions. One, how was it? As if we don't know what 23 hours in the sky is like, shithouse. Uh, and did you see any movies? Boy, did I. Boy, did I see a few movies, because I certainly wasn't sleeping. I uh, I watched a whole bunch of movies, most of them from several years ago. So it won't be won't be necessarily, uh, how you might say, relevant, but uh, we've got, let's see if I can make it entertaining. We've got to talk about uh, some exciting plans I've got for this year. We've got to talk about reality television, because both The Bachelor and Maths are on television, and uh, you obviously... Um, I find both of them abhorrent and uh, and, and refuse. I uh, would refuse to watch any of it if not for uh, the fact that I know I'm talking to the common man right now, and you guys might might like that kind of hogwash. And the fact that I watched four hours of The Bachelor this week was was only for you. Um, obviously, the whole time I had my copy of uh, Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment to my right, just thinking, boy, I'd love. I would have loved to have delved into a little bit of Russian literature right now, but. Well, i got to see what, uh, what, what Felix is up to this week in the house. Who's, who, what's his style? What kind of ladies is he going for? Hey, who would have thought the uh, amateur musician with all the tattoos and the painted nails would attract toxic women? Who, who saw that coming? Who would have thought the guy with peroxide hair and eyeliner would attract women who maybe aren't all that together? I, I was shocked. Because, uh, you know, as we could all imagine, introducing that man to your parents... What father isn't going to love that? The, the the kind of woman who is truly drawn towards a man who owns more jewelry than she does, uh, that's a woman who has a strong relationship with her paternal side, I think. Grandfathers, fathers, uncles, it's all good. It's all uh, very relaxed and uh, and calm and peaceful. And especially when he's 25 and she's 34, that is the, a recipe for just a very secure relationship. And um, and yet, well, this season of The Bachelors uh, seems to throw that theory up in the air. I don't know what to believe anymore. We've we got to talk a little bit about uh, uh, some other things that are happening in the news. Prince Harry has somehow left the Royals and yet is on television more. Who saw that coming? Just really disappointing stuff. And uh, and I don't know whether I'll get into this or not. you guys know Logan Paul? Do you know Logan Paul, the guy who proved that having a camera in your bedroom could uh, potentially earn you a billion dollars and a fight with the greatest boxer of all time? And in doing so spurned literally uh, millions of, of young people with very little to say to speak into a microphone for inordinate amounts of time Consistently in the seeking of fame and fortune. Can you imagine anything so pathetic? Who who would do that? Who would just think that because the internet is there, they can just help themselves to a, a roadcaster and a microphone and a MacBook Pro and start editing uh, hap, slapdash, haphazard social media videos and expect to turn it into a living? Um, speaking of which, I have a bunch of gigs coming up It's it's fantastic to be back Look, here's the first thing I need to say If you are listening to this, I need your help I am doing this time, well not quite this time This week actually, this is coming out on Tuesday If you still have nothing happening on Friday Well, it makes sense while you're listening to this podcast uh, I I am doing a charity fundraiser Friday The 20th of January at Kinsella's on Oxford Street. It's $25 uh, for a ticket. Um, It's myself hosting with six of my favourite Sydney comedians. We have comedians who have won uh, awards at Melbourne Comedy Festival and Sydney Comedy Festival. We have Best Newcomer nominees. We have, uh, I think, three or four, four, including myself, Raw comedy national finalists. These are people who have been on television. These are some of my friends. Literally millions of views on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a really great night. Please come along and please bring a friend. It's for a great cause to raise money for cancer research because I think we all know it's only going to take a little bit more research to cure cancer. We're just, we're right there. I know we've all felt it. It's right. I feel like every. I feel like everybody who's who's had a, a relative who has uh, who who has dealt with cancer was told at the time, "Oh, we're so close. We are we are so close to getting on top of this one." Honestly, if your if your nana had just been able to hold out for like three more years, I I swear there'd be a pill. There'd be a pill that would have just cleared this up, like that but uh, unfortunately uh, not but good news for us right because uh it, it, i'm telling you in about three or four years this isn't going to be a problem anymore um anyway hey how about that sydney olympics you looking forward to it that's 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 what I, i'm kind of feeling and but no this this time this time we're getting there 2023 this is the year you know i'm, I'm aiming to raise about two thousand dollars and i reckon that should do it I reckon we're about $2,000 away from cancer not being a problem anymore and uh, if, if no one else is going to be the one to stand up and take responsibility, I guess it falls on my shoulders. You know, it's it, it's standard, isn't it? You, you have a podcast and a platform and uh, you've written a handful of jokes about the AFLW and, uh, well, most of the world's problems seem to fall in your lap and I am all too happy to oblige. No worries, everybody. <sighs> I'm going to use what... Tools I have at my disposal to, to fix this one up. So if you if you're happy to come along and 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 put your money to a good cause and enjoy a great night of comedy with some with some emerging uh, emerging talent, some some people who might have at one stage been considered for a role on uh, Triple J Radio and then quickly dismissed uh, due to their lack of diversity. Actually, not true. Got quite a diverse lineup. I got a woman. I got an Asian. It's going <laughs> Uh it's going it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And, and the Asian this time isn't just me doing a funny voice. <laughs> oh, it's good times. It is great great times. Um I'm I'm enjoying this. Look, you guys you guys you guys were around December. You guys were there in November of 2022. It was dark times on the show some respect Tom Wood is spiraling podcast. We we had some rough we had some rough ones. Didn't we? We went through a lot together. Uh, That whole, you know, undiagnosed general anxiety disorder, that whole Dr. Google mental illness that is oh so popular amongst my generation of both individuals, but especially comedians. The amount of comedians that I gig with routinely who seem to have serious mental health diagnoses, but as far as I can tell, could not afford to see a mental health practitioner. It is, it's an enigma. It is a truly, it's a mystery. I can't, I can't put it together. However, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good right now. This is a big year. We're talking about goals, right? 2023, I bought a journal. I went to a stationery store in London's second most expensive suburb, uh, Chelsea, right next to Mayfair, The Mayfair, the hottest property on the Monopoly board. Uh, Mayfair so expensive. You got to pass go at least twice if if you want to put yourself a little. Not even get a house. Not even not even a house if you just want to own one of the three cards. Two cards, Mayfair and a... what is the other one? I'm gonna do a little googling. Monopoly original Monopoly board, uh, not Simpsons Monopoly, which is the only one in my possession. Didn't they fucking push the boat out on novelty Monopoly boards? But, Novelty Monopoly, it was kind of... I'm trying to think of an equivalent. You know, I mean, look, I already used the reference, but how Simpsons merchandise just kept going. Really, you guys are still... serious. it's kind of like... You ever see that uh, back in the day, there was that really... One of the first reality TV shows was uh, Gene Simmons, the bass player from Kiss. Uh, what was that show called? It was some... It, it uh, Gene Simmons Family Jewels. That's what it was. Remember my... Uh, short-lived segment reflecting on early 2000s reality TV shows where I think I I talked about uh, Black Swan and nothing else. And I don't know if I posted this update. Someone let me know. Black Swan did have a reunion episode. I have not watched it. The fact it exists um, means my premise isn't that interesting. I thought that would be funny because there's no way those women don't have a whole host of mental health issues. So funny that if you remember, and I might be going over old material, but hey, Old gold, am I right? I'm going over the greatest hits. The Black Swan was a reality TV show in the US in the mid-2000s which basically took ugly women and gave them plastic surgery and called it an act of charity. And um, I I think culturally we peaked in about 2004. I think we had it right. And now we're all self-acceptance, everyone's beautiful, (laughs) not without some surgical intervention, I don't think so. Gene Simmons Family Jewels was actually, was very strangely, one of these kind of like pioneering... I Dare I say, there might be no Keeping Up With The Kardashians, if not for Gene Simmons Family Jewels. When did Keeping Up With The Kardashians start? Keeping Up With The Kardashians, 2007. Okay, maybe not. Gene Simmons Family Jewels, 2006. I mean, it would have had to have been pretty, pretty revolutionary for, for one year of it for them to go, Wow. Uh, we need to find <clears throat> a woman who's made a sex tape and uh, has a father who has some issues we can't put our finger on just yet. I don't know what it is. About. Is even is no Bruce Jenner stepdad? Stepdad. We got to find. We got to find a, a, a woman who's been in a sex tape with. I think some kind of professional athlete rings a bell. And uh, and a relationship with her stepdad, which is additionally complex. Obviously, all stepdad relationships are a little complex. This one, this it's not really even about them. It's about it's something about him. There's something about. Look, we're gonna probably go pretty hard at the paparazzi for the first five years. Um, We're gonna put a a lot of emphasis on uh, on how weird we find it, and then um, hopefully. About 15 years later, we'll, we'll call her a beautiful inspiration, and everyone will forget um, how shitty we handled it at the start. Uh, look at me. Look at, look, at, I'm such a hypocrite. I am, I am the biggest proponent of not holding people in 2005 up to 2022 standards. Do you know when people are like, well, uh, actually, if you watch Friends, um, I don't know if you, if you put this together, but um, Chandler's father was actually a transgender woman, and quite a beautiful transgender woman, and yet she was the butt of all of the jokes. It's like, yeah, it was 2005. The The term she-male was very much in fashion. In fact, I think we can all agree, chicks with dicks, still quite a funny thing to say. How were we expecting the Friends gang? What, what were we expecting from Matt LeBlanc at that time to step up and go, hey, guys, um... Sorry, Matt LeBlanc here, star of Friends and nothing else. Uh, Just just wanted to point out that actually I'm quite a social visionary. And uh, you may or may not be aware, but this is actually going to be quite problematic in uh, 14 years' time. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and buck all social trends and uh, assert a precedent that no one will relate to. Um, until Keeping Up With The Kardashians really hits its stride. And they'll say, Keeping Up With The Kardashians? What's that, Matt LeBlanc? And he'll say, it's kind of like Gene Simmons Family Jewels, but it's about spoilt women. Gene Simmons Family Jewels. I've gone so far off kilter. How did I... I, If you will remember where I started, I started talking about the Monopoly board. And here I am uh, talking about transgender rights. If that isn't... A fantastic allegory for the state of uh, men doing stand-up comedy. I I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. That um, I read I read a review of Joe Rogan's show at the O2 Arena in London, and it was him and three other dudes. Now, granted, demographically diverse: black guy, Asian guy, white guy, different kind of white guy. That's you know, but n- no women, and uh, all straight as hell, or at the very least, in denial. And uh, the review, <laughs> there's, a, there's a reviewer in, I know I'm, I'm going to get back to the Monopoly board, but give me a second. There's a uh in um, Chortle. Chortle is this comedy publication in London started by this guy who is a reviewer who has come, gone on to be the British slash, I mean, even Australian during the festival season. Uh, the reviewer, the one that everyone knows, the one that all comedians kind of talk about in hush terms. And uh, he can be brutal, and it's so funny. It's it, there, there are a handful of local Australian comedians. If you are at all related to the stand-up comedy scene, as I am depressingly aware a lot of my listenership is, I'm looking at you, Tim Rankema. I'm looking at you, Andrew, Andrew Hamilton. If, if you haven't... If you haven't read, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Steve Bennett's reviews of, I'm going to say, three, mostly three uh, Australian comedians, um, one of which has since kind of had a bit of a renaissance, maybe too strong a word. Has, has, has a, redemption was what I was looking for. Has a bit, bit of redemption, um, has come good, has since gotten good reviews from this reviewer. Two of them who, it was just, br- it was unnecessarily brutal. This was just like, oh, there's a phrase that I, <laughs> no, it, this, this isn't very related, but there's a phrase that I love, which is um, the, uh, the, the left wing won the culture wars and now they're driving around shooting survivors. There's, there's something about this guy where he's just like, he, he just, there was something, so these guys, I'm guessing, have had very, very tough times at the Melbourne Comedy Festival and then to get half-star reviews from Steve Bennett of Chortle, must be anyway steve bennett reviewed the joe rogan podcast and he made this point like joe rogan had three openers and every single one of them including joe was like trans women am i right what what's the deal with trans women in sports and you better believe i got my take <laughs> you gotta believe that i am uh, far enough from joe rogan to analyze it but not so far as to not just totally embody it um Gene Simmons, Family Jewels. This is a long walk for a very short drink of water. Gene Simmons, if, if you remember... All right, this is, I'm going to simplify this as best. In the Gene Simmons Family Jewels, they used to have shots of Gene Simmons' office and they had all of the Kiss merchandise around it. You guys, are you aware of what a fucking sellout Gene Simmons and Kiss was? It's truly unbelievable. And I don't think he would even be slightly offended by me saying that. There's like... The, the, the big one I remember is they made a kiss coffin uh, and it was in like the middle of this room, the kiss coffin that you could actually get yourself buried in a, a it was like kind of metal studded. It kind of looked like it was a musician's case and it had all their faces on the outside of it. There was kiss wine. There was action figures. There was bobbleheads. There were magazines. There were cartoons. It was just the fucking dumbest thing. But gee, it made him a lot of money. And that is a lot like the monopoly board is, is 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 what I was trying to get at for the last seven minutes. Is that you know what? I can simply do it. There are a lot of kinds of monopoly, aren't there? That was the premise of that of that whole bit. Hey, you ever notice there's lots of monopolies? I mean, what's the deal with that? It used to just be London. Um but I, there's like a Sydney version now <laughs> and even um, fictional places like Springfield and um, Lord of the Rings. I'm so good at comedy. This is unbelievable. Uh, anyway, I went to <laughs> a fucking stationery store in Chelsea, which is not on the Monopoly board. And yet it... it, it ignited a whole chain of events that probably didn't need to take place. Do you remember how many things I said I was going to talk about at the start of this podcast? We're 21 minutes in. I have nine minutes, and I'm on item number one. Truly, no, I I crossed off charity show. I'm on item number two, New Year's resolutions. What are my big goals for this year? Well, i got a couple. They're all comedy-related because uh, I'm, I'm going to let the rest of my life suffer. My social and professional lives, because make no mistake, comedy is not my professional life. Comedy is a hobby I take very seriously. I, I I'm I'm like that character in the Sopranos who has the train set in the basement, where really that's what it's all about. You know. All the mob work is just on the side. It's it it, it is the thing that bankrolls the train set, but the train set's the ultimate goal. That's that's stand-up comedy for me. My, and look, also, you're, listen, you're not listening... Actually. I was going to say, you're listening to this because I'm a stand-up comic. A lot of you are listening because we are socially uh, in touch. And uh, because stand-up comedy has just replaced everything else in my life, this is the only way you get to maintain any semblance of understanding what's happening in my life. Uh, Shout-out to my mother uh, and uh, Lachlan McKenzie. I'm just... Sh- uh, look, uh, by the end of this podcast, I'm going to have named all of the listeners. Um mm-hmm. I got a couple of goals. Here are my goals. Number one, I'm putting out a new comedy special end of this year. Same as it last year. I was very happy with how ignorant went. 50,000 views on YouTube and growing. Uh, and then all the things that kind of spilled off that. I got a lot of Instagram followers out of some of those clips. That, that's number one. New, sh- new special out on YouTube end of year. I'm aiming like same time, October, September, October-ish. Number two, I want to sell 700 tickets. 700 tickets across Australia this year. That's across the Melbourne, Adelaide, and Sydney comedy festivals, including, I reckon, a trip to Brisbane, a trip to Canberra, a trip to Wollongong, maybe a trip to, to Perth. Hard, hard to say about Perth? There we go. Goal number two. Goal number three, I am going to double the listenership of this podcast, and I need you to help me do that, okay? I, I Granted, I've not always taken this podcast super seriously. Granted... I have used it in the past to tell things that I probably should have told a registered health professional. However, I'm going to take it more. Have you not heard? I have a list of things to talk about. Have you? Have did you not listen? If if you could look at me right now, you know what you would see. You would see half half a page, albeit A5, written with with I'm talking literally dozens of words. At least two dozen words of things to talk about in this podcast. That's how seriously I'm going to take. show some respect, Tom Whitcomb is talking, 2023, and I need you to help me. If you like the podcast, if you think I'm good, if you think anyone would benefit from listening to this, if you like my comedy, if you want me to get on board, please tell them about the podcast. Spread the word. I'm going to be hounding you guys for this quite a lot. I'm going to be... uh, Look, I heard about this. There's a comedian in the UK... His name is Adam Rowe. He started a podcast uh, during lockdown. It kicked off, and now he's one of the biggest independent acts. He's kind of like the British Andrew Schultz. Um, My mate Dan Muggleton is friends with him. His big thing is, like, this this guy is relentless. Like, he is shameless. He asks everybody all the time, like it, subscribe, follow, share it, do it. All right? I'm going to ask you to do that. If you're listening to this podcast, you're the inner sanctum. Truly, you are. I I know how many people listen to this podcast. Did you notice how I said double and not a number? Because I don't want you to know. Uh, by the end of the year, I want to have average twice as many as I have now. We're hitting stride, guys. We're up to 50 episodes almost. We're about to raise the bat. And I'd love to tell you i got something special planned. I do not. Maybe a whole A5 page. Who's to say? Could I have some guests on this year? Who knows? I'm going to start asking you guys to send in questions. Questions for me. Give me some questions. Give me some stuff to talk about. Let's get some brand engagement going. Let's let's do a little bit of audience interaction. You know that thing I don't do any of on stage. Let's do that and see how we go. All right, those are my three goals: new special, seven hundred tickets, podcast. You guys can help with two or three of those things, uh, and because actually two thirds of them are more or less out of my control, which is as we all know a great way to set goals. But uh, I got a good feeling about this because I I spent twenty five pounds. On a, on a goals-based motivational journal. And this is true. When I was flicking through yesterday, it's one of those ones that has a, a an inspirational quote every second page. Uh, I'm flicking through. I, I've got a quote from uh, Spanish Italian, Spanish Italian, Spanish artistic master Pablo Picasso followed by a motivational quote from Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's the sphere I'm operating in right now. Those are my heroes. Uh, generational artists and WWE superstars—that that's the footsteps I'm walking in. What are your New Year's resolutions? I would say message me, but they're probably not that interesting. If if you have interesting ones, you know, message me. But let's let's keep this about me. That's this is—it shows some respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking, not shows some respect. Tom Whitcomb is listening. That's not what this is about. Um, There We we can tick off two things We can tick off two things Here we go We're going to tick off number three right now It's been a tough year It's already We're only 12 days in And we've been struck with tragedy already You think it's going to be a better year You think this year is going to pick up A little bit from the last one We thought how 2020 was rough 2021 was almost worse And 2022 You think Well, We thought we were out of the woods But cost of living Interest rates Other things that Presumably have affected you more than me I, the, the, It's tough It's tough out there But maybe 2023 will be better And then What do we We get 11 days in And we lose one of the greats George Pell We miss you buddy It's been tough The card, the people's cardinal The people's cardinal's gone uh, How good's irony by the way The people's cardinal He's, he's he, oh, Gone too soon Gone too soon uh, I keep seeing him Keep seeing him places, you know. I'm at my local cafe. Um, I'm 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 walking past the courthouse. I'm like, is that him? No, oh, he's gone. He's not here anymore. I do live down the road from the courthouse, by the way. And you would be baffled by the amount of facial tattoos, and uh, and what's the there's a there's a cliche there's a there's a very common you know low hanging fruit brand of clothing that people uh, talk about for for criminals. In court cases, t- Tama Tama. T- 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 look, I'm gonna have to ask you to finish that one on your own. It, look, some of these guys have so many facial tattoos. I don't know what I don't know what they are accused of, but whatever it was, they did it. They they definitely did. I'm I this is I am perpetually living in fear that as I walk up to get my coffee uh, for the week, soy flat white. Thanks very much. Uh, obviously, I'm uh, I'm rather progressive. Soy flat white. I'm I'm soy flat white. Soy. I'm a progressive man who is interested in alternative ways of being. Flat white, but I'm an Aussie. But I'm a I'm a hard yakka, true blue, uh, no nonsense Aussie. At the end of the day, but soy please, my tummy gets a little upset. <coughs> um, I'm I'm always walking fear that on my way up to get my uh, progressive inspired coffee that I'm just going to get coward punched by a man who has nothing left to lose. Um, because. Uh, I mean, isn't, uh, speaking on behalf of the middle classes, aren't all the other classes a little bit worrying in both directions? There we go. We can cross George Pell off the list. I also had the Bachelors here. I think I kind of hit that pretty hard at the top. I think my only take on the Bachelors is that fucking guy who looks like he's straight out of Kiss Chasey. I don't know. That feels like it's the right reference, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm Googling Kiss Chasey. What do these guys look like? Oh, no, it's not quite right. It's not quite the move. What's no, you know what I'm probably thinking is more like maybe Bullet for my Valentine? Would that be uh closer? Bullet for my Valentine, certainly closer. These guys are a little bit too dark. A little bit too dark. They need a be a little bit more glam for for what this guy looks like. If you meanwhile, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, look up look up bachelors for Australia in 2023. And, um just follow your gut look at the three and which one most do you want to punch that's the one I'm talking about and he looks like he performs in my chemical romance is that where he's yes yeah yeah, yeah. he's from my chemical romance and he is a uh, he, he's he's so frustrating he is uh, I mean this it, is a ticking time bomb before some sexual assault allegations are released I just can't I just can't see it any other way I can't see it and look, To be fair, when I say that, I'm not even saying he's guilty. I'm just saying he's the kind of guy who either would do it or uh, would attract women who would claim he did it. Is this... Am I liable for things here? Um... At this point, I would just like to take a step back from the performer Tom Whitcomb and uh, make a statement. As the producer of Shows some Respect, Tom Whitcomb is talking. Uh, Shows some Respect, Tom Whitcomb is talking. It's an act of satire. Any comments made about people, fact, factual or fictional, uh, are purely done in the, in the guise of irony and satire, and therefore uh, none of this is, uh, is, 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 is able to be brought up in a court of law. I don't know how legal disclaimers work, but that feels pretty, that feels pretty airtight. Um, Prince Harry oh, here's what I got left Prince Harry and Logan Paul or movies here's what else okay the movies thing can wait because as I said these are movies I'm, I'm, I'm talking about uh, the movie Her and Call Me By Your Name you know don't get me wrong classics from 2017 both of them both Her and Call Me By Your Name movies about non-traditional uh, sexual relationships I think that's fair to say You know, things that the Catholic Church possibly would not have ordained. Uh, Things that George Pell would be rolling in his grave thinking about because he believes that uh, relationships of a sexual nature should be between a man and a woman who were of consensual age. That's what I choose to believe George Pell believed. Um, And uh, look, prove me wrong. Did I mention how good irony is? Meanwhile, Prince Harry... And Logan Paul. These these are these are fleeting stories. I hope. I re I mean they're not. These guys are gonna be f- uh. Who are gonna be relevant for longer? Prince Harry or Logan Paul? Who's gonna be stabbed by a crazed fan sooner? Prince Harry or Logan Paul? Hard to say. Who's gonna get John Lennon? One of them, I think we can say with some confidence, one of them. Someone's gonna read Catcher in the Rye and think, I think this is about Killing one of the Paul brothers. I can't... I can't unsee it. I think that's what Holden Caulfield's really trying to get at here, is that Prince William needs avenging, and I'll be the one to do it. Um, I don't really have much of a take on Prince Harry, except how does someone leave the royal family and get more famous? Can someone... I'm so... I'm so... How... Why, who's tuning into Stephen Colbert and being like, oh, good. A royal... Oh, oh, good. It's uh, uh, Prince Harry, the man who married the girl from Suits and has 21 confirmed kills from a helicopter like a pussy. 20, 22 kills from a helicopter like some kind of coward. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about war. Logan Paul uh, is, is probably the story I'm a little bit more au fait with, which is disappointing in of itself. Why do I know about this? Look, I heard it on Triple J. I did some reading. The show needs content. Actually, less content than I thought because we're at 33 minutes. This is all this is gravy right now, guys. You're getting something for nothing. I mean, the whole thing something for nothing. And sometimes the whole thing is nothing for nothing. But um, I reckon this is a good week. I reckon, you know how I was telling you about telling friends? Good episode. Pretty good episode to start with. Maybe I named you. Statistically speaking, four of you, maybe five, maybe six, four. I don't remember. Go back and count them. A lot of you have been named. Wouldn't that be cool? Show sure to a friend. Hey, I'm kind of involved in this podcast for some reason. Have you told any friends yet? Logan Paul is uh, the, the, the most famous man on the internet and... Uh, oh. Yeah, make it that what you will. This is a guy who made a YouTube video. Um, He he basically recorded a selfie video at the legs of a hanging man's feet in the Japanese suicide forest. You know that story? You know that story? That did a little trip to to Japan and thought uh, someone said, hey, do you know there's a forest in Tokyo where people kill themselves? And he said, I'm sorry, Uh, all I heard was uh, content. That's what I heard. I could, maybe BuzzFeed can do a collab on this Seven things we saw at the Suicide Forest Spoiler, number six is also a suicide <laughs> That's what Logan Paul... Logan Paul did that, was disgraced And then continued to be super famous And make so much money And now he has an energy drink for some reason This is this thing This is the, the Conor McGregorization of celebrity Where it's like, hey, you know how you're an actor? Um, well, maybe... That's as good a reason as any to have a personalised brand of fertilizer that costs twice the market rate. Why is George Clooney selling me tequila? Why? Why do we need tequila from the widest celebrity we could find? Um, Logan Paul. Oh man, I'm, I'm on low bat. I'm on low bat. On the, oh, God, we're we're we're, we're running up against it, guys. I didn't plan for this. Oh, God, there's going to be teething problems this year. I can tell. Logan Paul had a. I don't even know if this is worth telling anymore. But Logan Paul, he, uh, he adopted a teacup pig because, uh, you know, content. He adopted a, a teacup pig because um, humans or animals are as useful as uh, they provide views and eyeballs on social media. And a teacup pig, while it's little, important caveat there, while it's little, big, big likes potential. Lot of reshares, lot of retweets. All right, every every cute little high pitched oink that you know what I'm saying a chance to go viral. As soon as it's kind of like big, um, and cumbersome, it's it's pretty much just worth whatever an abattoir will give you for it. And uh, so Logan Paul adopted a pig in like 2018. Uh, thought it was a teacup pig. Twas not. Twas a real pig. And uh, they found the pig last year in a field. Uh, with, uh, with, with like clipped ears and a uterus infection and people are very angry at Logan Paul about it. People are very disappointed that this man who has a video camera and an access to the internet and as far as I can tell, zero other credentials could do something as awful as uh, adopt a pig and then get tired of it who would have thought? Because uh, I'm sure every other teacup pig is raised to completion, becomes a loving member of the family. Uh, f- for all people, you know, um, why couldn't he do the responsible thing and either one, look after that pig or two, eat it? Anything other than that, obviously, immoral and unethical. And I would expect more from a 27 year old with a billion dollars and uh, sycophantic Gen Z fans. What? You'd think, if, if, if not him, who can we trust to up, uphold the morality of our society? Is this a, a great place to end? What a high note to wrap things up on. What a what a tremendous way to finish with, with some moral indignation for something, oh, I'll be honest, I don't really care about. Just me passing judgment on celebrities. That's That's what the people want. That's what the people want. Guys... It's been, let's be honest, crack an episode. This has felt great. And I think I'm going to feel great every time. I think every week I'm going to be like, this is going to be awesome, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And uh, I can't wait for another stellar year. 2023, we're back. This is episode, I think, 49. I can't be sure. And we got so many more to come. Could I get to 100 this year? I'm going to get to 100 this year. Goal number four. Hey, if you can... If you can hold up your end of the bargain and get me to double the amount of listeners, I'm going to give you your 100th episode this year in 2023, and then I will have as many listeners as I do episodes. There you go. I told you the number. It's 100 people. That's all I want. It's, it's so fucking hard. 100 people to dedicate 40 minutes to listen to me talk for almost no reason. That's what I'm looking for. And as we bring this episode to a close, a reminder, charity show this Friday, the 20th of January. Be there. Come along. You can get tickets. I'll put them in the in the show notes. Go to my Instagram. I'll probably have posted something about it by then. I've been very slack. I've been very slack. I'm going to end with this. Look, I don't know about, I did the three, two, ones last year. It was it was slapdash. I didn't really have any thoughts uh, that went into those. I, if I, I think there was one time you actually heard me stop to think about it. Because I forgot to edit that out where I was like, oh, and and three points of the week goes for. Um, oh, fuck. Who? Who do I? I don't know. I, mean, I should have thought about this before. And then I forgot to edit all that stuff out because this is not a professional operation. 5% battery. I'm going to end. Uh, maybe I'll do the three, two, one sometimes. Maybe if I got a good one, I'll give you a little joke. How's that sound? Would you like a joke? Would you like that? I got one for you if you want it. If not, just go about your day. Stop now. Stop whenever you like hey, what am I going to do about it? This is, not only am I not there, I'm a week ago. Who knows if I'm, maybe you're listening to this in memoriam. Imagine, imagine if I pass between, I, I, I remember to upload it to, to the, the cloud platform, uh, but uh, I forget to keep living. Um, and this is the last, this is the last thing I put out. Oh my God, is it good enough? Did I, did I, do, did I do a good job? Did I do a good job? Oh my goodness, I'm having an existential crisis. And if I have passed on, you better listen to the joke because that would be very disrespectful um I've thought about this too much now I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit in my head uh, I heard this joke I was uh, I was procrastinating doing this podcast and uh, this came up in my YouTube shorts feed it's very funny from uh, Louis CK one of the greatest comedians of all time uh, quoting a different comedian whose name I don't know so I just give more credit to the guy who certainly doesn't need it he said uh, all right here's the joke a PE teacher goes into a, uh, goes into a class one day for sex ed and he comes in holding a banana and a condom. and He says, children, today I'm going to show you how to put on a condom and I brought this banana because I can't get a hard-on on an empty stomach. Great joke, good stuff. Which of these is the laughter? <laughs> sure, I'll get better at that as time goes on, but for the meantime, that's going to have to do. Computers still running, didn't run at a battery, never in doubt. Well, that brings us to an end, the first. Shows some respect, Tom McKim is talking the 2023. It's going to be a huge year. Thanks to you, I can already hear you telling your friends, you're calling them up. They're saying, guys, you got to listen to this. This guy has some hot, hot perspectives on Cardinal George Pell. Make sure they understand irony, a lot of people don't. Until next time. I've been told with him.